If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open, or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from, too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Yo, 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 yo. Hear he, hear he, hear he. There we go. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Paper Route. Welcome back to Paper Route. I am Brandon Marshall. We have a phenomenal show to... Oh, excuse me. Golly, we have a phenomenal show today. Excuse me, stuttering like Stanley. Um, we have a guest host in, Miss Nikki Blades. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Are you ready to go? I am ready to go. Are you nervous? No. I'm just going to pepper questions at you. Then I'm going to throw I you in the that. fire today. You threw me in the fire yesterday. So what are you talking about? Okay. All right. Well, you better be ready because <laughs> right, after we get like... through after <laughs> we get through this open, I'm throwing the show to you. All right, let's go. All right, you got to take us through an uh, hour and 45 minutes. You ready for it? I'm ready for it. I was built for this. Let's go. Brandon Flowers. Bro, like, what do you like to be called? Like, B-Flow, Flow? flow, Like, what what do your homies call you? See, it's weird because everywhere I'm at, I got a different nickname, right? So (laughs) if you call me by a nickname, I know where you know me from. Right. So I like to keep it like that. You know what I'm saying? So we can just go with Flow. We can go with Flow? Yeah. What about if we go um, up where you from? What they going to call you? Nah, that's for the crib. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the crib. I'm telling you, I can't miss yeah, the right, right, I right. need to know where you know me from when you address me from a distance. Like, hey, yo, I need to know. You know. So, so look, some housekeeping things. Uh, Andrew, uh, super producer, thank you. We uh, kick you to the side until we get another camera, another mic. Uh, Nikki Blaze is taking your spot. Um, we have BC in the booth. BC, I don't know if your video's there, but if you can, throw it up just to give us the peace sign. Uh, how are you? What up, brother? We have Brian. We have Omara. We have a team behind us. Uh, we have Nico. We have Bianca. Um, we are in this space right now, almost like Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club did it for six or seven months. Why can't we? Breakfast Club tried out people, and that's what we want to do. We want to figure out who's going to sit with us. You know, basketball contributors, potential hosts, uh, 
uh, combat sports contributors. Mm. So, Nikki Blades, we are excited to have you here. You are a superstar of the things that you've done in, in, in media the last five years and what you're doing personally. So, welcome to the show. Thanks. I am going to go off topic before I throw you in the fire and we get into the show. Is that okay? I mean, do I have a choice? You have no choice. Exactly. Okay. That's what I thought. So, really quickly, <laughs> news of the day. Um, I'm sitting here in the studio and I'm watching ESPN. I'm watching and seeing what the Shannon Sharps of the world and the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, what they're talking about, Molly's of the world. And we've talked about this over uh, the last couple of days, and I want to just hit on it really quickly. Maybe spend three minutes on this. If If it's a little juicy, we can spend a little longer. But this past weekend, there was a lot of players up for incentives and bonuses. We're talking about DeAndre Hopkins. He needed like 66 yards or something in a touchdown uh, to pick up another bag. We're talking about $750,000, a million dollars. Players to score one more touchdown, like Jamal Williams of the Saints. Score one more touchdown, he picks up a big bag, right? And there were so many scenarios like that. So, Brandon, I'm watching ESPN, and Shannon Sharp said this about Jamal Williams. And now you guys out there listening and watching, if you don't know this, you haven't been, uh, if you haven't kept up with this story, Jameis Winston is now in that quarterback. Derek Carr's on the bench. He's not the guy guy, but he's still the guy. Jamal Williams need a touchdown to pick up a big bag. That's one of those scenarios that I just talked about, Okay. So the game is over. They're already blowing out the Atlanta Falcons, B, as you know. They're blowing them out. They go in victory formation. It's over. We notice as players that now uh, let's just pay, take a knee. Ain't nobody trying. He hands the ball off Jamal Williams. He gets the touchdown. Everybody celebrates on the side after the game. The head coaches meet up at the 50-yard line. Arthur Smith, blank, whatever his name is, he's pissed off. He wants to fight. Uh, he doesn't, but he says what he needs to say. And then after the game, he ends up getting fired. So it's not even a big story. And Coach Dennis Allen says, look, I told him to take the knee. They went rogue, and they did that. Mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp said this, B, and I want to get your thoughts here. He said, I would have cut Jameis Winston on the spot. Do you agree or disagree with Shannon Sharp? So first off, I disagree before I even knew Jamal Williams needed a center. Like, I'm just petty. Like, if we get in a huddle and we decide to do this, like, let's go do it. Right. Right. That's how I am as a teammate. That's how I am as a player in that locker room. Like, we grind all week. Like, if we want to do this at the end of the season to go on to the all season and just feel good about <laughs> ourselves, like, we down because we ain't have a good season. Like, man, I'm with whatever. Like, they're going to have to deal with it. But knowing that he needed that incentive, it's a no-brainer. And I don't even care if we lined up in victory right. formation. Like, that's on y'all. Atlanta, when we play y'all again, y'all better, like, take it to us, bro. We got to wait till next year. But us ending off this season, my dog is getting that touchdown. Right. And it makes it even easier. Like, yeah, I'm going to make it easy for my dog to line up in victory formation and try to steal a touchdown so he can get his incentive. Like, before I said, nah, they should line up in a regular play, let the defense get set. But for an incentive, nah, let him cheat and get his right. little quick TD. Like, right. I stamped that. All day, every day. So how often do players make that decision, though? Like, how often do you guys go, we're going to do this versus what coach is telling us to do? It happens all the time. It happens all the time. (laughs) I'm going to say we do it all the time. All the time. It's a scenario that uh, I talk about often where the DBs will be in the deepest meeting room. Our D coordinator will go over the schemes, and they'll say, hey, if we get this formation or this look, we're checking it is. 
and I'm, it might be cover zero, and we'd be like, yo, y'all leaving ass out to dry. Like, we can't cover this. Like, That's right. nah, we're not running this. We don't tell that to the D coordinator, but as soon as we go on our little lunch break or our little meetings, like, outside of the meeting room together, we tell the linebacker or whoever called the players, like, bro, we are not checking this. That's right. If you yeah. check this, we will have problems on the sideline. Yeah. Like, just put it on us when we come to the sideline. We'll make sure we get out of it. Don't give, a good, give up a big play. But if you check to this that we don't want to run, we, you will have problems with us. If you check to whatever you post to, then you have yeah. problems with the decoy. Like, who do you want problems with? You right, 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 right. So exactly. We go run what we run, and that's why this is interesting as a player. And, and you know, look, everybody has their own perspective, right? Uh, but as a player, um, it happens all the time, right? You know what I mean? Especially, and, and it's and it's more so comes from like the leaders on the team and those dogs, like the superstars, the dudes who's making the big money, the dudes who are making the big plays. They go rogue all the time. That's how a lot of these things are created. So. The reason why I thought it was interesting and I want to just hit on it quickly is because you look at, you know, Shannon Sharp saying this and it's like, I can guarantee that Shannon Sharp, John Elway, Rod Smith, McCaffrey, mm -hmm. uh, Terrell Davis, uh, even when he was in Baltimore playing with those dogs, there were so many times where they said, nah, we need to do this. Not only in the heat of the moment in the game, but also it happens in practice. It happens in meeting rooms. Like there's so many examples of that. Think about this. <clears throat> How many times have we seen a Rondo or somebody, a basketball player, bringing up the ball, a coach is trying to tell them what, what set to get in, what play to run, and they wave them off like, yeah. no, nah, yeah. we're going here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers look at Coach McCarthy when they were in Green Bay and like, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I seen Jay Cutler. We seen Jay Cutler on Sunday Night Football flick off Mark, uh, Mike Martz and, and read his lips saying, what the fuck are you calling? This right? is why Deion Sanders didn't want to come to uh, <laughs> pro sports and be a head coach. He told y'all, like, I'm not coaching these grown men who's not going to listen to me because they get uh, paid a lot of money. They got egos, and they're not going to listen to anybody. Like, prime, know how it go. Know how it go. Know mm. how it go. There was, a, there was one other thing I wanted to hit, news of the day, um, really quickly. But we can just move on, and I can throw you in the fire. You, you ready to move on? You I'm ready. Are yeah. You, you, you nervous? Brandon, we got we got a hundred people watching right now. <laughs> Brandon, we gotta get we gotta we move got on. Brandon, watching Blaze a couple thousand moves. people listening. Hold on, let me listen. We got some. Hold on, we got we some got big news. <laughs> we got some big news that we need to talk about. So we're gonna start with probably the biggest storyline of the off season. Where will Russ cook in 2024? Many believe he's done in Denver after he was benched for money saving purposes. But Sean Payne said yesterday that no final decision has been made regarding Wilson's future. I want predictions. I want to know where do you think Russell Wilson will play next? L listen, I think it's important uh, to protect your relationships and to divulge uh, information that, you know, viewers and fans aren't privy to. Um, obviously, everyone, all 100 people watching and a couple thousand listening, big, big, big uh, audience right now. You guys know that I'm a Russell Wilson fan, and that's one of my brothers, mm. right? And so I'm just going to say it. Like, I texted him yesterday after I saw this report with Sean Payton said, and I said, bro, like, just put yourself first, whatever it is that you want, right? So, you know, Denver, yeah, they're going to play a game, and they're going to figure out what's best for them, right? They're always going to do that. Everybody want to have a uh, plan A, a plan B, plan C, so plan A for them obviously is moving on. But if what happens if it folds, Nikki? What happens if it folds, B? 
Mm-hmm. Like if plan A is not there. Now right. plan B is like, well, we got Russell Wilson and we still owe him 50-something million dollars or whatever it is. He's going to walk away. We're, we're going to be like he's going to hit our cap for like 80-something million and he's not playing. Whew. So let's just stay with him. But if you're Russell Wilson, do you want to go back to that type of environment? So for me, I'm like, yo, bro, like put yourself first. And if that's what you really want, you want to go back to Denver, then you do that. But you should go back on your own terms because there you also got to realize there's teams out there. And I'm not sure because it's not the Pittsburgh Steelers M.O., but there's there's teams out there like the Pittsburgh Steelers that is ready for Russell Wilson. And that's a perfect fit. And then we can name a couple other contenders out there that I think would love and welcome Russell Wilson and everything that comes with them. So. You know, I think Russ needs to put himself first Uh-oh, for the first B. time. You, you starting out hot because mm. you came with that tape with Pittsburgh. You you right on point. Um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers would be a great fit uh, just because Russ, coming from a situation like Sean Payton, right, you know when us guys who are proven in a league go to another place, another franchise, we just want to be loved on. Yep. We just want to just not have somebody in our ear. And what place is that more – than Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin. That's Mike right. Tomlin go sit back, let you do your thing. And uh, Denver, Sean Payton want the ball out Russ' hands quick. Like, and he also what... want to micromanage everything. Exactly. Like, what did Tomlin do with Big Ben? You run your show. I don't care if you ad-lib, throw it down the field after five seconds in the pocket, running around, like do whatever you got to do right. to be successful. That's what Big Ben did. Pittsburgh got those type of receivers now who can uncover and get behind a defense like an AB and all those mm-hmm. guys did in the past. One more team that I think would be, okay, I think Pittsburgh is a perfect fit, but I think a team that doesn't Say have it. that many expectations but have a team or pieces around that can get it done I'm not going to New York if you think. Ah, I'm going to New York. yeah, they're going to say the Giants. <laughs> I'm not going to New York, but I go to Commanders with McLaurin, Dotson at receiver. Mm-hmm. They got guys like Logan Thomas at tight end. Nobody's expecting them to win the NFC East, but if they can make some noise with a rush at quarterback with a new head coach that'll let him just do right. his thing, like he has the pieces around that can get it done in the NFC East that can make a little noise, but it won't. Well, well hold on. Let's not, what, we, you, like, bro, you saying make a little noise or no one's expecting him, but this is a division, and, you know, we, we, we beat this point up all year, but no one's won this division back-to-back in 20-something years. Right. So we thought the Eagles going to do it. They collapsed second half Mm -hmm. of the year. And now the Dallas Cowboys, they won it. Right. So can they beat the New York Giants? Think about Brian Dayball's first year in this division. Yeah. They made the playoffs. Right. Then the Giants make the playoffs his first year. Right. And they had a a, a, and then they folded this year. So, like, why couldn't the commanders be there? Because to your point, offensively, they got pieces. Now, defensively, you trade sweat and you trade. Yeah, you got to get better. You know, you trade your two top defensive ends. So, what are you going to do there? But are they far off? They're not far off, but you're not expecting them to be competing for that division, are you? Like, yes. yes. No, you're not expecting them to compete. Yes. Okay, let's break it down (laughs) real quick. The, The Philadelphia Eagles, who are they? Are they going to be the? Are they going to dominate next year? Mm. You can't say they're going to dominate, but you expect them to be a solid football team. Okay. You expect them okay. to be a playoff team. Okay, all right, perfect. The New York Giants—they're six and eleven. Are they going to win the division next no, year? They're not winning. The division. So the Dallas Cowboys, BC. Do you? I wish you had your mic. <laughs> say it, BC. I know you can't hear it. Can you get your mic? Can they hear yeah. what you say about the Dallas Cowboys? You can't. Can't what? trust the Cowboys. He said you can't trust the Cowboys. You can trust them to make the playoffs next year, though. Yeah, but when we talk about compete, I can see 
You know, and I'm, I, it, we're really agreeing for real. Yeah, we I can are. see Russell Wilson going there and 10 win, 11 win season and potentially win his division. I don't see him winning the division, but I see them sneaking in the playoffs at a wild card. That's where he need to go. If you go to Pittsburgh, they're expecting you to play for a title. Pittsburgh just made the playoff this year with, what, three different quarterbacks? They're expecting you to make noise in Pittsburgh. He don't need to go somewhere where they have that much expectation. Fly under the radar, radar a little bit. Whatever you do, they just go look at it like, damn, Russ brought the commanders to the playoffs, and they making noise? Like, Listen, let's go. So uh, the question was what? Is Russ cooked? Where would he cook? No, the question yeah, is. Yeah, where is he going to be next season? Right. And, and so I disagree with your last point, B. I don't think he needs to go. He, he can afford to go somewhere where he can fly under the radar. This is one of those guys at the tail end of his career, right, where it's either you're successful or you're not, right? Like if he doesn't get it right or be in a situation where he can thrive, then now he turns into a journeyman. Now we're talking about he's, he can't be a backup. There, there, there's no way like Russell Wilson's going to. Nah. Right. Right. So it's like you got to go in a situation where you are contending and you're playing at a high level. So that would be. To, to me, at number one is Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. So, so number one is I this, and it'd be hard. No, no, actually, number Pittsburgh. one is actually number one is the Denver Broncos. But it's like, uh, it's like marriage counseling. Okay, they got. It's work like through, it's like no, nah, like we things. really got to have a conversation. Y'all really tried me. It's mm-hmm. too much that's going on. But it can happen though with. because like okay. I like, I like Cortland. I like Coach Payton. If you if he's your guy, but it's there needs to be some real straightening there. So that's number one for me. Number two, which should be number one, really is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and three is the New York Football Giants. If I ha- if if I just had to close my eyes and push them into a city, mm-hmm. it would be Pittsburgh. Okay, and you I'll, agree? I'll go Pittsburgh number one. I would say definitely not Denver because the relationship with Sean Payton. You don't know if they go bring Judy back. You so don't you don't believe go, in marriage counseling. You don't know. That's no, not what it's that's about. Why I'm not married. So <laughs> that's why I'm not married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, I don't believe in it. And Cortland Sutton, like you don't know if they're gonna keep it. Like, what are they gonna do with them? You don't know who they're gonna. They got too many things they have to do cap wise with the Denver Broncos to trust them. Going with that Sean Payton whole. Yelling at him on the sideline, benching him. And right. like, it's too much. Move on. Oh. So Pittsburgh to be perfect. And then I'll say the commander's next. Okay. Speaking of moving on, it is time to move on to the Bay. Let's get into this. Draymond is back from his indefinite suspension after he had that incident in early December. Draymond said yesterday that he is confident that he could dump the antics and continue to play his game the way he needs to play. But people are questioning can he really do it? And I'm going to say this, I am biased. I am a Draymond fan. I have known him for a long time, and I truly believe that he can. Mm-hmm. I believe that Draymond can go out there and play his game, and that's what he does every time he goes out there. Is he extra? Yes. But I think that this time around, he really knows that he has to act right. His team needs him. We have been struggling out there without him, and he needs to act right in order for us to win. And I say us, the Warriors, the Bay he knows what he needs to do to perform and to get the wins. I disagree with you. Ooh. And, and I'm going a, I'm a to put you in this position. Okay. Right? So um, you picked up golf when? How long ago? A year and a half ago. So you pick up golf a year and a half ago. Um, everybody's approach is different. Tiger Woods brought like an intensity to golf uh, that almost was counterculture uh, to what golf was. Right. People really didn't understand that. Even the fist pump in all of the faces – and so everybody has their own personalities, different approaches. So you picked up golf a year ago. Mm-hmm. 
when you're out there, how do you play? Aggressive. You go, if, I, if I played <laughs> around with you, okay, how is it? I play aggressive. It, it, walk us through it. My so, uh, For a lot of golfers, they play, it depends on how they do course management. They're thinking about their shots. For me, because I'm just starting, I'm aggressive. I'm going to go long. I'm swinging my driver. I'm trying to get as little strokes as possible, and I'm going to take risk. And I know for a lot of people getting into it, they go for a safer approach. They want the guarantee. A, okay, that's all cute. Sorry right. to interrupt you, but what about from a personality standpoint? What if you miss a shot? What if you hit a shot? What are we going to see from Nikki Blades on the course? Depends on the day. It, it depends on the day. Sometimes I'm going to be upset. I do know not to throw my club, and I have this thing. It's called left-handed aggression mm -hmm. because you can't really do much with your left hand. So if I get upset and I want to do something, I throw it with my left hand because it's right. not as much damage. So you're a character. I am. Basically, and then you can see from some of your – and just stay with me. I'm taking the, everybody on the journey okay. to get back he to Draymond Green. He, he <laughs> we right. don't know if like, <laughs> like we're the end I'm, I'm, be I'm waiting on for point, it. Right. Or you're going to be like, bro, what was that all for? No, but like, like, so. be, but, but listen, yeah, yeah, we go on her Instagram account right now. You'll see her like making all these sounds and doing these, this stuff. If I took that away from your game, if we took that away from your game, mm -hmm. will Nikki Blade still shoot under a hundred? Yes. And the answer is no. Yes. No, it's not. Yes. Draymond Green. The and, difference, and but the difference between what you're talking about is golf is an individual sport. <laughs> and if I have to act accordingly in order for me to get back on a course or to play in a certain place, I'm gonna adjust my game because I know the bigger picture. Draymond is playing on a team. It is not all about him. It's not saying that he's not still going to be Draymond Green, but he is going to be aware of not swinging on somebody. Don't come up and put somebody in a chokehold. He's going to act right. He went through this process, and while he was going through his healing process, you know, because it was mandated by the two, NBA. A two-week healing process. But it was, I just went through four months. It was he got start. more work to do. Two weeks? Yes. <laughs> he, has, he started it. But during that process, he did not pick up the ball once. He really wanted to focus on his mental which that's something that you can speak on. But he knows that his actions are affecting his team. Draymond is not playing just his own game. He has other people that need him. So I believe he will still be himself, but pull back a little bit. He was reckless. We know that, though. We fully know that he was yeah. acting out. I agree, because he can still be Draymond, but mm -hmm. not kicking somebody in the groin, choking somebody out. Like, is he going to still get text? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen. He's going to get his regular technical fouls, but <laughs> as we all know, Draymond's going to be Draymond. Yes. He needs Draymond. To B's point, To B's point, he still needs to be Draymond to be effective for the Warriors. He right. still needs that energy. He's still going to need those texts to get everybody fired up sure. to let them know he is the dog on the court for the Warriors. So he knows, like, yo, I'm just not doing what I'm doing right near in this picture, yeah. pulling people dirty, <laughs> choking right. people out. To quote the antics, right. oh, he's going to okay. drop Listen. the antics. All right, look, all right, I'm still on this journey here. All right, here so we go. So what was the question? What was the question about Draymond? Or what, 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 can you say that again about, like, you know? What, what version of Draymond do you think is going to show up? So the version that's going to show up is the one that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. He's going to alter his game and his personality to fit this team structure and also make sure that he's not uh, in this situation again facing a suspension. Mm -hmm. And th that version of Draymond is not a championship version of Draymond. Watch, watch, watch this, watch this. No, 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 no. What are you talking watch, about? Watch this, watch this, watch this. It's not a version of Draymond that's helped the Warriors become a dynasty. Think about, like now, think about, there's some players, like y'all noticed, y'all been on teams before. Now, everybody's different. Be your even kill. 
you're the same, but me, you know I'm going to be ramped up at times. You know that I could toe the line and potentially cross the line. If you take that away from me, if you take that away from, let's say, a great NBA great, Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman, if, like we need you to be the poster boy of being a model citizen. Dennis Rodman's not Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman helped Michael Jordan win multiple championships because he had the antics. He crossed the line. So this is what comes with players like this. So Draymond Green pulling himself back is not Draymond Green. Draymond Green is an undersized big man. What makes Draymond Green uh, Draymond Green is that he's an undersized big man, but he is nasty. He's ferocious. And so now we're going to see a different version of him. It's not a different no, version. No, it's going to be the version where he's not stomping out nobody, chokeholding someone. His playoffs, Draymond. Like, yeah, he he's going to play his game. He's going to play his game. He's not kicking nobody, Be, stomping on him in a playoff. Right. In a playoff, his He's, text is just verbal text. And so what you're saying, they can handle that. his antics have been affecting his team negatively because he's gone too far. Dance the line, be aggressive, be that person, be that player, but understand that once you cross it, there are repercussions. There so, are re- like, are, are, that's why he was gone. We needed him. And moving forward, he is going to do what's necessary to still be him as a player, but not do too much to hurt his team. All right, let, let, this is what I would say. All right, my final thoughts here. I truly believe Draymond Green, the, the, He's, he's already outside of his prime. We know that. But everything that was left in Draymond Green, we're not going to see and we're not going – the Golden State Warriors is not going to get. Because what makes us athletes who we are and how we rise to the top is that we react. It's like a, our second nature to go out there and just be. When you get in your head, that's when you lose. A boxer, a fighter, now I'm more sophisticated. I'm in my head. The game is altered. Football player, basketball player. So for me, Draymond Green, like think about this. Draymond's out there playing with passion and all this aggression. That's what makes him great. And I agree with you guys that like, yeah, you can't be suspended. You can't be punching people. But when you start getting in your head and you're, you you go out there and it's like oh, Adam Silver had to talk me into uh, still playing, uh, I, I was just like, I'm done. Like, come on, bro. Now you're really in your head. Now it's really messing with you. So now you're going out there. You know there's going to be two, three cameras on you. They're, they're going to be waiting for your reaction on every single moment. And so now you're playing uptight. And so, like, that's the problem with uh, a player like Draymond Green altering their approach. Like, yeah, you don't want to get suspended. You don't want to get in trouble. But I still – watch Be- this. Before watch this. Watch this. I can this. guarantee right, right. this. Is the last I gotta... thing I'll say, B, I guarantee over the next 25 games, watch how uh, – uh, watch his facial expressions. You're not going to see no emotion out of Draymond You're Green. You're crazy. Bet, 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 You're bet, crazy. It's all about – You're not going to see Draymond scream at nobody yes, getting mad. Why? Well, at, at the end of the day, it's all about control. And that's what you have to do as a professional. You have to learn how to control your emotions, but still express them when necessary. He's going to play his game. You he say don't know no. how to do it. You, you think, say no, I say yes. You think Draymond was going to leave over like 50-something mil on the table and no, retire? absolutely He's not. thinking out loud. Like, no thoughts. He was emotional. He's an emotional guy. Like, He's emotional. <laughs> you know how you're in a locker room. He's like, man, trade me tomorrow. I'm like, all right, like, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait, 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 wait we wait, might wait, go wait, to the playoffs. Let's see how this year play out. Let me act right I know you were serious. Like, yeah, he's just thinking out loud. Yes. Draymond's going to come back and be Draymond. It'll be fine. Thank you. All right, so, bet, let's watch the next 20-something games and watch this dude be in a box and be walking around 
like this. He ain't gonna show no expression. What? He's, he's gonna be great. I believe we'll in see. you. Now let's get into get into our game. What's the word? Pretty simple. I give you a sentence and we talk about this, and you give me one word, Brandon. That is for you. One word. <laughs> look, look. It's our first day. No, it's our first day on the show. She's she like, she, quick. Yeah. One word that like best it. completes what? the sentence, and don't go deep diving and doing all this research to give me one word. <laughs> be yesterday killed it because he knows what he wants to talk about. So some news coming down this morning. The Bears have told uh, Matt Eberflus, right? Did I say that right? Yeah, close. Close? Correct yeah. me. What was it? I don't know. All right. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> okay. Ever, Eberflus. Okay. That he will return as head coach next season. Now, this is a huge decision given the questions at QB. So what's the word? Justin Fields should feel blank about Bears keeping Eberflus. Comfortable. Um, you know, more information that people aren't privy to. So we, I am iconic. Uh, so you got my word. Are we good? Yes. What so was the I, word again? I, I, what was the word? Comfortable. Okay. Let's see if he changes it. All right. All right let's go. Okay. So we, we launched this tour. I am iconic. We stopped in Chicago first. Boom. One of the nights we have, we had dinner, myself, Cam Newton, Justin Fields and a couple of guys. Right. And so we're just, you know, trying to be OGs and vets just to see where he's at and maybe we can give him. Uh, some jewels to to move forward like and really it's like Cam Newton Cam Newton is the perfect person it's like yo how did you navigate through this what can I learn from that what can I do in my current situation one of the things that I found interesting was like him making a statement he's like look everybody in the building know who I am so there's a lot of talk outside what are the bills going to what are the bears going to do are they going to keep him do they like him do they not like him he went out there did he throw his coaches under the bus what are their relationship and he said everybody know what they're getting every single day and they know me and I know them so I say comfortable is because they fired today his quarterback coach and his offensive coordinator right they kept his guy so them being on the same page and knowing each other, like he should feel really good about that. Like if there was real beef, then one of those would be gone. And it's still an opportunity for Justin Fields to potentially be traded somewhere else and they go use their number one overall pick to get someone. But it tells me that this head coach, whatever his name is, uh, Eber Floss, because me and Nikki trying to figure this out. Eber Floos? Yeah, whatever. Uh, so <laughs> those two guys – did what I told Brandon to do. Like, it's okay to go to couples counseling. Brandon don't want to believe in couples counseling with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, but I feel like they did that in their line, so everything is comfortable in Chicago as we speak. I would go with excited. Mm. How many different head coach or play callers have Justin Fields had, right? That he might have felt like didn't fit my style of play. One thing about the Chicago Bears head coach was smoke is fire. Like if they said he was going to be on the hot seat in yep. the media, he know he knows it's a possibility that I can't be out of here. Mm -hmm. So his thing that he knew he had to do was go to Justin Fields and make everything right. That's on right. that exit meeting, like, right. hey, buddy, what mm -hmm. you thinking? What you doing? Because I'm on your side. He go tell Justin Fields everything he wants to hear, and Justin Fields going to be like, oh, all right, I got mm -hmm. you right where I want you. Like, now you guys see it is my team. Let me be involved with the decision-making. He's not going to have the say-so of the final say-so of who comes in, but they're going to run it past his desk now because the head coach knows coming from the GM, like, yo, make sure y'all on the same page because if y'all ain't, 
you might be gone before Justin Fields. So Justin Fields should be very excited knowing that he's going to have a play caller coming in, a quarterback coach that he's going to feel comfortable with, and a head coach is not going to challenge him. And they also, they, they both earned it, right? They both earned it. The Chicago Bears started off 0-4. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, bus, move on. This head coach, he calls out probably right after that fourth game, he calls out the coach, I'm in my head too much. Boom. What happens after that? This is where Justin Fields, to me, earned it. He calls him out, said, y'all, y'all giving me too much. I'm thinking too much. Draymond Green, thinking too much. I'm in my head. Let me go do me. What happens over three games? Three, almost 400 yards, almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. He's playing phenomenal. He gets hurt. He hurts his shoulder now. He already answered the call, Justin Fields. Hurts his shoulder now. Now they put the backup quarterback in. The backup quarterback comes in and he plays at a high level. Remember what the head coach said, okay? The head coach said he made a comment after the game and it was more so, it was, it was almost like taking a shot at Justin Fields, I thought, where it was like, Basically, like we winning without him. Like, it's about mm-hmm. our system and me. Yeah. He was the problem. Justin Fields come back three weeks later. They have a decision to make. Do we keep with our guy, our backup quarterback, or is it Justin Fields? Justin Fields come in. And so, Justin Fields played – he didn't play as well after the injury that he did, you know, those three games after he made his comments. But here's where, you know, those last eight games is where this head coach earned the right to come back to, earn, uh, to lead this team. They win five out of eight games. Like, they're really – if they got into the playoffs, they're one of those teams that we would be talking about like nobody wants to play them. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a stretch. It's not, bro. It's not. Think about it, bro. They beat they beat uh, the Lions. They beat the Vikings, right? Like, they, they beat some really good teams convincingly. So, like, I disagree with you there. Like, I think the Chicago Bears, after post-trade uh, deadline, when they went and got sweat and they made some mm-hmm. adjustments, Justin Fields said what he said, they became – a very competitive team. Okay. So would I you gotta, disagree? Oh. You said that's a stretch of like them being oh, a team man, and being scared. Like, nah, like, yeah, that's, that's a stretch. stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that a stretch? In the NFC, you okay, would you be worried <clears throat> if you're the 49ers, you scared of the Bears? No. If you're the Cowboys, you scared of the Bears? No. The Rams, you'll be scared of the Bears? No. The Lions might be the only team because that's a division team. Okay, so let me ask that same question. If you're the 49ers, if you would you be scared of the Rams? Yes. If you're, really? What? That's a division opponent. Like, the Rams, they don't want to see the – trust me, the 49ers don't want to <laughs> see the Rams in the playoffs. Okay, but we're, talk, but we're talking about the Bears here. All right. Well, I was we're talking about this. the Bears. He might be right. <laughs> 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 I'm sitting here like we're – You're like, okay, like, okay, hold on. Listen, let's, most let's people on TV won't do this. I, listen, I'm with you when you're right, bro. I'm like, yeah, I might have – I might have been a bit of a stretch. Like, see them, okay. but, but they played well, though. Five out of the last eight. They did, for sure. Come on. Okay, but we are still talking about the Bears. Should the Bears focus more on fields running, even if it means taking more hits? That's tough because you don't want to get them injured. But at the same time, he made this offense, excuse me, so much more effective when he uses legs. Almost like Dak, right? Dak can stand in the pocket and he can deliver and have a great game. But when he uses legs, he's deadly. And I think until this offense get 100% in sync and they do have an identity, he's definitely going to have to use his legs to Mm. create first downs and big plays to keep defensive coordinators and defensive players just on their toes about what can we do. We can't blitz. We need a spy form. Like, they trying to figure out. When you have a running quarterback and you're a defensive guy, like, all you worry about is don't let him 
get loose in the pocket. Because right. now as DBs, we got to cover forever. And if we're covering and he scrambled for 15, that's deflating for a defense. Mm-hmm. So he definitely needs to use his legs to kind of open up this offense a little bit more. If, if you agree with me on this one, um, then it's saying a lot about this kid because I know the comparison I'm, I'm making and this guy I'm about to talk about, mm-hmm. you're, high, you're high on. So the question is, should the Bears and Justin Fields run more, rely mm-hmm. on that? Yes. Okay. And the answer is, it's, it's, it's like, it's not because it's Justin Fields is capable of doing this, it's because this is what we're, this is the modern quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have to be a dual threat. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields' comparison is Josh Allen. I, I was hoping you ain't say Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> There's no comparison to Josh Allen. Okay. Bro, big arm. Big, hold on, hold on, watch this. Big arm and dynamic running the ball. Josh Allen, we keep talking about Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen is 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 equally as effective on the ground as yes. Lamar Jackson. He's him there. Yes. Now, where I can see the pushback is he hasn't Justin Field hasn't had the success that Josh Allen has had. He has a better uh, better ownership. Better head coach, and they have playmakers. What did they do when Josh Allen, uh, when he was young and he when, when they first when he first got there, they went and got Stephon Diggs, bro. They had a Leslie Frazier on the other side. They had they they were they were they they had more stability and they had better people to work with. And we're talking about a dying division where New England Patriots and Tom Brady ran it for twenty years. So the last four or five years have been a Josh Allen and Buffalo Bills show. So, but the passing thing, let's stay here. Where did Justin Fields go to school? Do you remember? What, Wyoming? Was it Wyoming? Justin Fields went to uh, State. Sorry, not Justin Fields, but Josh Allen. Yeah. Was it Wyoming? Something like that, yeah. Look up his, uh, his uh, completion percentage there. Look up his completion percentage there. Look up his completion percentage before Brian Dayball came to Buffalo. He was hit or miss. He wasn't accurate. 56%. So what I'm saying to you is Brian Dayball comes, gets him – on the right track. Brian Dayball leaves. He gets the head coaching job in New York. Now he starts to struggle again. They fire their hit, their offensive coordinator halfway through this year. Joe Brady takes over. Now he's back on track. Imagine if Justin Fields had the same infrastructure that Josh Allen had. We know who he is on the ground. Passing, he can make every throw, but it's like he's hit or miss at times. Mm. He needs the right pieces around him, and that's why the 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 comparison for me is Josh Allen. Now, I'm not saying that he's Josh Allen now, but in the right situation, I'm telling you, we could be looking up and like, yo, that dude is, think, is similar to him. Well, we could we could clearly talk about this forever. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. That's why I said if he can agree with this, it said a lot about that kid. But <laughs> we do need to move on. We are still playing Josh What's Allen. the Word. Y'all can fight about this later. We need to move on. No Next Josh up, Allen, we have something else you guys could debate about. The Steelers are huge underdogs this weekend in Buffalo. They will not have TJ Watts. Mason Rudolph is going to get the start. So what's the word? The Steelers have a blank chance to upset the Bills. The Steelers have a uh, a puncher's chance. Like think about boxing, and, and, and it's like it's like almost like a Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder goes in uh, every single fight. To me, I don't care if he's, if he's favored. 
He is the underdog for me because all he's banking on is this right hand, one punch. If he doesn't connect with that one punch, he is done. He's cooked, okay? So their right hand or one punch is Coach Tomlin. And we're asking a lot of Coach Tomlin, right? And the reason why they don't really have a chance for me, and I would, if I had to put it in a percentage, I would say like 10%, is because you lose T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt makes everything go. This is potentially the defensive player of the year. He had 19 sacks. 19 sacks. You can't replace that within a week. You can't do it. He makes everything go. When If you watch this kid play, what offenses have to do to stop this guy, he is unstoppable. He, We keep talking about uh, Michael Parsons and you got the Bosa brothers. Like, I don't I, – I, I think he's the – and then, well, there's Aaron Donald still for me, and then he's a close second. Like, this dude is a dog. Like, one-on-one, nobody can stop him. And for that reason, you know, it's going to be hard for them to beat the Buffalo Bills. My answer is a puncher's chance. Did I, what did I say? Puncher's? What did I say? <laughs> nah, 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 you, What's your puncher's, word? What? Punch a chance, two words, but I, I get where you're going. The expectations right? are lower, Brandon. He's, 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 I'm just happy it's not, nah, nah, not nah, another sentence. It was the words. <laughs> nah, I like it because I was trying to get it into one word and I couldn't, but your uh-huh. word fitted so perfectly, you know, um, because I was going to go like a 30% chance, which is a puncher's chance. Because right. like you said, they got Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin go motivate his team right. and feel like they can win any game no matter who's on the field. Yes, they don't have T.J. Watt, but is that enough to make the Buffalo Bills relax just a little bit and that defense is creating turnovers? Because Josh Allen will turn the ball over. They can run the ball. Uh, they have a great rushing attack. Like They can run the ball and keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. And Mason Rudolph, they'll just take their shots. If they run the ball and take their shots to Deontay Johnson yeah. and Pickens, right. like right. they can score two or three times, you know? But the, the but the, the the thing is, is like because I agree on the offensive side, you know, the Mason Rudolph has the hot hand the last couple of weeks, and they can potentially put up a couple of scores. But what you always could bank on was T.J. Watt making that play. We're talking about a dude not only has 19 sacks, but how many interceptions, how many tackles for losses, you know, like the the amount of tension that he draws. So that's why it's going to be hard because you that's your superstar. But you yes, in any other game. When you got Najee Harris running the ball to keep Josh Allen off the field, Josh Allen's going to turn the ball right, over. Right, Like, you need T.J. Watt on the field to get strip sacks and, like, force him, force opposing quarterbacks to turn the ball over. With Josh Allen, you can count on him kind of giving you the ball. <laughs> Your guy. Like, right? When you just – that's still my guy. But when you just show him different defensive schemes and trick him a little bit, because Josh Allen will throw it straight to you. If, you. if he's thinking one thing and you give him, like, a disguise, he'll throw it straight to you. So that's why, yeah, you can always say you need T.J. Watt, but this game against this offense, he's not going to be that missed. Listen, this isn't – we talked about this yesterday and we agreed on this. Um, Cleveland is playing – Houston, yeah, that's probably going to be like if you really like football, that's going to be a really good game. That's Great probably game. going to be from a football standpoint, mm-hmm. it's going to be the game to watch. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an interesting game, interesting game to pay attention to because you're going to be looking like, damn, can this Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. do it? You know what's jo- what is Josh Allen going to do? Mm-hmm. Is he going to throw? The, is he going to turn the ball over? So I am excited to see the outcome of this game, but my eyes will be more glued towards like a Cleveland Houston game, and then obviously there's some other. Yeah, this is the warm up game to everything. Where it's like you watching it, you're like, hold on now. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Kind of like right. get you excited for the next game, yeah. or it can just be Buffalo can blow them out the doors. But like you said, you want to know you're gonna be interested to see 
How does it go play out? You never can count Tomlin out, though. Well, let's continue with what's the word. The big news in the NFL yesterday was the Titans firing Mike Vrabel. That's right. Yeah, I said it right. That V is there for no reason. Immediately after the news was released, Twitter, or X if you're young, went crazy with speculations about is he going to join his former team, the Patriots, or not? Of course, the only minor problem is that Bill Belichick is still the head coach. So what's the word? The Pats would be blank to replace Belichick with Vrabel. Smart. Smart. Like, this is the Patriot way. When you talk about someone embodying uh, what the Patriot way is, there's a few guys that's at the top of the list. There's obviously a Tom Brady. There's Vrabel. There's the Brewskis of the world. There's the Julian Edelmans of the world. And, you know, you can name a few others, but he is right there. B, we play. We can't. We we played against him. You said yeah. you played with played him yesterday, with him. right? Yeah. So you know what type of dude this is. And it's, so I'm thinking from uh, Robert Kraft's standpoint, um, you – you you want you want to you you hire you want to stay comfortable and you hire people that you're comfortable with and familiar with right because it's like yo plug and play can I bring somebody in that understands exactly what the expectations are and how we're supposed to operate you go back to I believe it was October when they were going to Germany remember there was reports that if they don't win that game that Bill Belichick probably will be fired they didn't win he wasn't fired okay. But during that time, like, I'm making some calls and I'm trying to figure out, like, yo, like, why would they just, why would they fire him? Why wouldn't they trade him? One of the things that I heard was Robert Kraft then had his eyes on uh, Coach Vrabel. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, the Patriots part ways, mutually part ways, I will not be surprised if Coach Vrabel is the head coach, I think this would be an excellent, excellent, excellent hire for the Patriots, and he's a phenomenal coach. And I need to ask some questions because I'm curious to why did they, why did they let him go? Why did they let him go? He's a great coach. Yeah, he's a great coach. Um, but the word for me would be premature. The reason it's premature is because Jim Harbaugh hasn't signed yet. Ooh. Like you give Ooh. everything hell and high water to bring in Jim Harbaugh. And let him pick his quarterback and let him try to put life back into this franchise, yeah. right? Because even the name, Jim Harbaugh, like that's right. almost, you look at it like it's a, a brand. It's like yeah. a brand. Yeah. <laughs> it's a brand. Right. Ooh. Right. So I love Mike Vrabel. He's a smart coach. Uh, I think he'll be a perfect fit for the New England Patriots, but it's just premature because Jim Harbaugh is still out there. You can't right. make this higher while Jim mm-hmm. Harbaugh is still out there. But if Jim Harbaugh gets signed somewhere else, Vrabel would be this coach for the next 20 years. He's smart. Yeah. He's tough. He'll keep the right coaches on the staff, uh, like a Gerard Mayo. He's going to keep right, all those right. smart guys in place. The Patriots. So yeah, Patriots. <laughs> like, it's the Patriot way, but he right. won't be as strict <clears throat> as, as – uh, Bill Belichick, like I played, I played with Vrabel. He's smart. He's not about that nonsense, but he knows how to have a good time too. So that's what the Patriots need. He's a young Bill Belichick. He'll do everything to get this organization in the right place, but they will have to bring in the GM who knows what they're doing to surround this uh, franchise, like a Tom Telesco right. from the Chargers, who knows how to pick players. He just missed on head coach head coaches to sew this up. Maybe that's what Josh McDaniels need to do. Instead of going back to coaching, maybe he goes be the general manager of the Patriots and Rabel becomes the head coach. I don't want to see Josh McDaniels back on the Rabel would be nice there. He would be nice. Now, this is an interesting topic. 
So Mike Francesa was on his radio show, WFAN, yesterday, and he was ripping apart the NFL for putting playoff games on paid streaming platforms. For example, the Chiefs-Dolphins game, you can only see it on Peacock. And if you don't have Peacock, you're not going to be able to watch it. So what's the word? The NFL makes fans pay for playoff games on TV is blank. Smart. What? Taking it right, it's word, bit, No, let me say this. No, I'll let you take that word. Go ahead. You go first. Oh, so, no, it is smart. Like, I'm going to change my word. Mm -hmm. It's so smart. Are you not going to pay for Peacock and not watch the NFL game? Like, you're going to pay it. Like, you're not. I haven't. Like, I've been, like, trying to it, – it sucks. It, it, it sucks when it's like, oh, the game's on Peacock. It's on Amazon. And it's like, I got to figure it out. Like, Bro, you, you know. got kids. You don't got all of them anyway? Mm-mm. <laughs> I, I got all of them anyway. You do? Yeah. I was gonna say my word is stupid. Why? Because because we're over we're all tired of having to get all of these streaming platforms constantly to be able to watch something that we used to be able to just turn on the TV and see. Like you're taking it out of the everyday person. If you're thinking about how much it costs every day to pay for all of these services, and then on top of it, you're gonna go and make me pay to watch my favorite team play. Yes, some are gonna do it, but I just don't think that it's a smart decision. That's what television is coming to now. Like Listen, YouTube's gonna have games. Like every streaming service is gonna have games now. Mm -hmm. Like the evolution, it like it's coming. They're almost just preparing you for it slowly but surely. Now, would it be one big broadcast that's gonna like sow all these up and have them under their umbrella mm -hmm. and get a big bag? Yeah, that's coming soon mm -hmm. in the next five to ten years. But every streaming platform is gonna have their own games. So this is just a tipping of the iceberg so it's smart this is what it's come right and, and i'm leaning more towards you b uh than you nikki that's you okay. know what's my word nfl making fans pay for playoff games on tv is business it's business and the reason why it's business like i had the uh the privilege to sit on sit in on you know i'm a geek out here for you know 45 seconds or so so i had the privilege two years ago to sit in on um, a case study that was like um, a recap of a case study at Harvard, Professor Anita L. Bursay, the BIMS program. So what they looked at was like, why was the NFL partnering and working with the Facebooks, the Twitters of the world and Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. Like we know now linear television, traditional television is dying. It's pretty much dead. Everything is digital. Everything is streaming. And so the NFL, like I was able to hear this case study. And what happens at Harvard is you break down this case and then the students just sit down and talk and debate uh, and they give their perspective. And then at the end of it, they'll bring in the subject. Right. So they brought in the chief digital officer who led the strategy and is leading strategy for the NFL over the next 10 years. And so he was able to come in and says, say, like, this is what we're doing. And this is why. And what he said was. And, and first, we got to know, like, what pays the bills? Mm -hmm. It is media. Mm -hmm. So traditional media is dying. People eyeballs aren't there. So for the for the for the NFL to stay smart and to create, keep their or well, keep their business going, they now got to shift. So now they're going to the streaming partners, but they don't feel they feel like it's not going to settle in for the next seven years or so so they're not create they're not they're not locking in with anybody long term but what they are doing is saying we are going to give youtube some stuff we are going to get peacock some stuff we are going to give amazon some stuff because for us to stay smart and relevant we have to do that that's where the eyeballs are so it's just business okay that's what it is so speaking of business how long is it going to be before we have to pay to watch the super bowl if i was in the nfl next year 
<laughs> like let's let's get to this money. Like B said, it's business. Who's not gonna pay for the Super Bowl? How many millions and millions and millions of people watch the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> and who's gonna miss out on that? Like every bar, every restaurant. You at home? If we paying for a Jake Paul fight just to watch it to see what's entertaining, like right. we're not gonna miss the Super Bowl. That's like if they put point. it out there, we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Damn, point. Damn, that was you been in your bag the I last two that days, bro. I, I did my little woosa when I was gone. <laughs> Oh, no, hey, is. Brian, let's keep him rested. <laughs> let's keep him rested. Like, we go three weeks on, give him a week off. Uh, like, yo. Yeah, I mean, that, that example right there, <laughs> you prove a point. Ugh. Right. Like, because what, what pay-per-view, some of our, yeah. our biggest um, events, what are they doing, 30, 40, 50 million? Like, some of our biggest fights. Can we look that up? Yeah, I mean, we're willing to, people are we're, paying for it. Yeah, if we're willing to watch yeah. uh, Pacquiao and uh, Mayweather Jake Paul yeah, versus great... some slap, like yeah, <laughs> no name yeah. dude. They're doing numbers. Why wouldn't we um, pay per view or stream pay for the Super Bowl? Okay. I know Andrew, our fact checker slash super producer, is looking up like some of the biggest events and from a pay per view standpoint. What? Okay. Biggest ever was Floyd, Mayweather, and Manny Pacquiao, which they just announced they're going to fight again in 2024. Uh, only 4.6 million? Five, but they made 410 million. So they made 410 Damn. million. NFL crushed it. But it's like one of the things that makes the NFL great too, bro, you talk about like, you know, people globally are tuning into the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so now it's an opportunity to expand to new audiences and new territories. So now you got 120 million watching. And if you put that behind the paywall, then what are you going to get? Thirty million people to buy? So you you know there there are some cons mm -hmm. to putting it behind the paywall. You know, like think about like Rihanna coming now. What they're doing with Jay Z involved yeah. with the halftime show. Rihanna was bigger than the Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl. We went from yeah. 120 million people watching globally to 150 just for halftime, and then the numbers went back down. So it's like. That's the con. And it's a leveraging tool. Yeah. You'll come to ABC like, yo, you know we can do this. Like, what are you going to throw us to put the yeah. Super Bowl on ABC? Like, well, they already, well, don't think they, they already have it. That's part of the package. It's like, and that's really what they're aiming for. Well, there's ABCs, the ESPNs, the NBCs, the CBSs. It's like, yo, so every year it alternates CBS, mm -hmm. Fox, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, who has the Super Bowl. But, like, that's part of the package. But we're not really watching that. It's like, think about now, like some of these deals, we're talking about a billion, two billion dollars. Mm -hmm. That one fight grossed 410 million. Yeah. So now you go streaming, the numbers just get outrageous. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online. Only at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool Your School, powered by purpose. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Brandon Marshall from I Am Athlete here to talk about my favorite go-to Britty meal that I can't always enjoy because the carb fear is real. But carb-heavy foods are often the ones we love most. But Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences and compromises. Zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber, delicious and flavorful. The soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a refreshing, maybe, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. Something for every craving, including sliced bread, loaves, buns, and tortillas. Monthly small drops of indulgence, favorites like the two-gram net carb Hero Croissant, or the one gram net carp hero cheddar biscuit. Don't give up on being a bread hit. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code athlete at checkout. That's athlete at H E R O dot C O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use athlete at H E R O dot C O. So many valid points were made with that one, but it is Difficult. time. <laughs> move on we got some big news now maybe the most anticipated game of the wild card this weekend is going to be in arrowhead the dolphins who of course play in miami where it's nice and warm and tropical face the champs in what could be the coldest game ever played forecasters are predicting that temps could fall below zero it's going to be freezy wow now would it be fair to write off the dolphins simply because of the weather can they go and take their tropical butts out there and deal with the cold uh yes it is fair it's fair to write off the dolphins you're talking about you're saying in the history history it's going to be below zero it's going they're playing on ice this is going to be the guys are going to be on the sideline doing everything they can to try to keep their bodies warm hopefully they're not hurt because we all know what it feels like when a sore body is in the right. cold. So here, here's my thing on this. And, I, and, and, and if people who tuned in and listened to us talk over the last couple of months, it, I may come off like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. Because what I've always said is you can't put too much into these elements, right? Because like Brandon, for example, Brandon's from South Florida. He's a Florida boy, warm, warm blooded. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But he went to Virginia Tech. Right. So now he's at Virginia Tech. He had three, four year experience there of being in the cold and understanding that 
Then he gets traded, you know, he gets drafted to Kansas City, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you adapt. We naturally adapt. And so now you look at your entire roster. You got people coming from different places and having different experiences. So where, like, you adapt. You Even if you play for the, the University of Miami, like, you travel to some of these places. So you're aware of it and you have a routine down. Now, where this uh, becomes a problem for the Miami Dolphins, we're talking about, you know, uh, below zero. Yes. Like, I've played in those type of games. I had one of the coldest games playing in Kansas City, but, like, we're talking about negative uh, 10, negative 13, negative 15. That's different, mm-hmm. okay? And so the Miami Dolphins traveling up there is going to be difficult for them because they're not in that every day. The Kansas City Chiefs, they every single day right now <laughs> just going to the grocery store, going cold. to practice, they got to deal with those elements. So, like, yeah. y- y- your your mindset is already there. You already know how to operate in, in, in those elements. Quick story real quick, B, and I get your, your you know, your, your thoughts here. Playing in Chicago, Windy City. It's in December. This is 2014-15. Dallas Cowboys come up for Monday Night Football. Des Bryant's on his team. All they, they had a great night, great little roster. We're about to, I'm about to play in the coldest game I've ever played in. It's negative. We're predicting that it's going to be negative 13. It actually Ooh. was negative 13 degrees. I had fur in my cleats, right? Like, I literally took my cleats to the shoe cobbler. I was like, yo, put fur in these cleats. <laughs> like, it's going to be crazy out here. Before the game started, I knew we won. I knew we won because our team, we went through our regular routine. We were warming up. I never forget. I'm waiting for the Dallas Cowboys to come up, come out and warm up. I see Des Bryant peek his head out the tunnel. He peeked out. He did this and ran <laughs> back in. I said, oh, it's a wrap for them boys. Mm. The, the elements are in their head. Yeah. And we won. We, we beat the brakes off this team. I couldn't disagree with you more. Ooh. Ooh. He waited till oh, I got everything out the way oh. and he wanted to get all like that. that. What? He said, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They made no facial expression in that. Oh. I just like calmly let you okay. get it in. So, so, so <laughs> go in. This is why. Um, this is a playoff game. Ooh. Like you know, if you lose, you go home. Right. The Miami Dolphins feel like, yo, we pissed. We had a division wrapped up. We supposed to have a number two seed. Like, yo, we ready to get back on the field, right, and prove who we are. Right. The conditions helps the Dolphins. I feel like they have a better rushing attack, right? When they get in these conditions, you're running the ball. The uh, Miami Dolphins get the ball out their hands quick. They're throwing it to Tyreek on screens and slants and letting them run for 70. He's not running 15-yard digs and have to catch the ball and this and that. What has Kansas City struggled with this year? The receivers catching the ball. Mm. When it's ice cold, like, you do not want to catch the ball. I remember when we warming up, we played in a cold game, like, below zero in Kansas City when I was there. We was going through, like, pregame drills. And I'm telling my DB coach, like, don't throw me the don't ball. Don't throw me the ball. <laughs> I don't plan on getting my hands on that today. I'm playing bump and run. I Bro, want nothing I do to do not with that. I need to prepare to catch this ball. Do not jam my finger and throw this ball. Right? That's so funny. That's the only thing. Like, yo, I gotta, you got to try to keep your hands yeah. on the ball. Yeah. So, like, so you think Kansas City, with their <laughs> catching woes that their receivers been going through, are really going to be there for Mahomes? Kansas City rushing attack hasn't been that this year, not like the Miami Dolphins, right? So I feel like all these elements and conditions will help the Miami Dolphins. And that's – I can't say the Dolphins are going to be victorious because mm-hmm. I'm biased. I got to rock with Kansas City. But that's going to give them a great chance to come away with a win. Nikki, I got to say this. What? 
He's really in his bag. I'm right in now. my bag. He's in his <laughs> bag right it. now. It's one of these. It's one of these. Hey, who do you, you guys agree with right now in the chat? This is uh, Brandon Marshall. This is Brandon mm. Flowers, Nikki Blade, Sirius XM, Faction Talk, Channel 103. We're also on YouTube for everybody listening to us in your drive, during your drive. Um, who do you agree with the more? Brandon like, Flowers or Brandon Marshall? I feel like you're starting to agree with Flowers. Yeah, I, I agree. That, like, I'll give my answer first. I agree with Brandon Flowers. I agree. I'll give my answer first. I agree with Brandon Flowers. He literally it. convinced. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like, you got to understand how to operate in cold weather and different elements. And if you're not in it from a daily standpoint, it could right. be different, especially with those type of elements. Once it gets below, like, 10, like, we talk about 20 degrees, 15 degrees, 10 degrees. And now we're talking about historical mm -hmm. uh, right. uh, 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 weather. Yep. Like that's different for it's guys different. that's not yep. in it every single day. But listening to B, it makes it like that's what the, that's what the game is. Yeah. Like who has the better run attack. Right. And even from a passing standpoint, like from that, that's what is that's what they do. Mm -hmm. Tyree kill jailbreak screen, a little smoke. A little RPO, boom, he takes it and he runs 60, 70 yards. They don't have to go deep. They do a great job with that. But, like, it's their game to lose when it comes to that, for mm -hmm. sure. So you you probably convinced me, Brandon. You probably so, convinced me. So how much pressure is on Tua to deliver this week? It's not that much pressure because they're going against Mahomes, right? Mm -hmm. Even though Mahomes and Kansas City been struggling this year, it's almost like we still waiting on Mahomes to flip the switch. Like, any other quarterback in the league would have said, yo, like he this year he fell off. It ain't working right. for him. He done mm -hmm. for. But for some reason we like, yo, we waiting for Mahomes to pick it up and do his thing. At any moment, he can. I still believe so. So if Tua comes out and they play a close game, Kansas City wins it like 24-21, <laughs> Mahomes is Mahomes in the fourth quarter. Like it's no pressure at all put on Tua. Now, if Tua comes out and he Three turnover in it. There you go. And mm. they only put 10 points on the board, and their defense was playing well. Mahomes didn't play well, and they lost 13-10. Yes. That's when you have to worry about Tua. That's right. I agree with Brandon. Like, damn. Like, I'm <laughs> it's a Brandon. new day. <laughs> He's what like, is this? Like He's in his bag right now. Brandon's Brian, <laughs> make sure this dude has some rest time, <laughs> meditation time, whatever the hell he did. You like, did you, where did you go? Did you go to like uh, the darkness retreat like Aaron Rodgers? No, where did you go? Tell no, us. He real, said I so secretive too. I was actually in San Diego, San Diego, man. It's a place called Mount Soledad that see? you can go on the top um, of the mountains and see the whole city. It's like a breath. Like, you look at the ocean, bro. <laughs> it's a it's new like man. therapy, man. Oh, yeah, I am a new man. Like he was gone. We was like, where's Brandon that for two uh -huh. weeks I'm sitting in here holding down by myself you know <laughs> Ashley her deal was up and it's like damn I'm by myself where's B I was like I know he's somewhere meditating mm. or closing some big deal or something Mount so Soledad thank you for letting us know yeah because um, you're definitely a bag no I agree with you um that there's not a, there's not any pressure on Tua um okay you know if they go out there and lose we're not going to say oh see Tua can't get it done that's what we've been talking about um but if Tua goes out there and he lose the game, losing the game by throwing picks, now we got a problem. Right. Now right. we got a problem. So all he got to do is go out there and don't lose the game. Like, just play. Yeah, just don't lose. A Manage turnover, it. free game. Maybe one interception, you're okay. But if you go out there and you got two, three picks, now you become uh, the reason why the Dolphins lost. 
and there's a bigger storyline there. Okay, well, let's move on to the Cowboys. Now, they're beginning their quest for a Super Bowl this weekend at home against the Packers. Mike McCarthy brought um, the last Super Bowl to Green Bay, and Jerry Jones is confident that he could do it again in Dallas. Jones said he couldn't be more happy with the job that McCarthy has done since becoming head coach. But this season... But this is season four, and the Cowboys have yet to reach an NFC Championship game under McCarthy. So, is this game a must-win for him, or what's going to happen next? Listen, it is a must-game for Coach McCarthy, but I disagree with with, with Brandon Flowers and where I know he's going to go because I think we talked about this yesterday. Um, I, I It's a must-win because it's like, look, y'all have everything y'all need, and y'all might not have a – a better opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And so for that reason, let, let's go get it done. Um, but if he loses, I don't think that he should be fired. I like again, like we talked about Justin Fields and his head coach and and and, and that partnership. Like that's the most important thing is that relationship between the head coach and the quarterback. And so that chemistry, that continuity, Dak Prescott is playing phenomenal football. Why would you disrupt that? Why would you go out there and bring in somebody else? And now Dak Prescott got to learn a new language. Mm. He got to learn a new offense. Like, no, that makes no sense. They are clicking. Dak Prescott is not the problem. Coach McCarthy's not the problem. So, like, if we go out there, and the same thing we're talking about Tua B, if he goes out there and he just managed the game poorly, he goes for it on fourth down when he wasn't supposed to. He just freaks out. He shits his pants. Oh, sorry. Jesus. I'm sorry. Like, just like I just did. Like, <laughs> Let me move this Put out this the water way. Up. Right? He shits his pants. Oh, so look, like, we gotta, right. He shits his pants. Now we can talk about that. But I don't see him doing that because really there's a few coaches that's on a list of coaching coaches of the year, and I think he should be up there. I don't think he'll win, but he should be up there because he's done a phenomenal job. All right. This is a must win. I agree with you, B. <laughs> But regardless how they lose this game, if they lose it, he got to go. Ooh. See? Four like, even if too he, many? I don't, I don't, I don't even care if he calls a great game and that throws for 350. Like, you got to go. Because you would never have a chance at a uh, head coach like Jim Harbaugh again in, so the next, did- in the next 10 years. Like, they don't come along that often. Like, when, have somebody a- when was somebody able to land a Jim Harbaugh? Like, you can try to get a college coach who's a guru or old coordinator who's been willing to deal in, and you think he might be great. Jim Harbaugh won wherever he went. He won at Stanford. He won at Michigan. People forget he only coached in the NFL for, what, four years when he was with San Fran? Mm-hmm. And he, what, he went to a Super was Bowl. Five or, five or six. No, it was only four. And was he it? went to two, it wow. was two NFC championships in a Super Bowl. And he got that Mike Singletary team. Like, he went in into that Mike Singletary team that nobody gave a chance to. So being that that's his track record, getting to the NFC Championship, getting to the Super Bowl, mm. if you're Jerry Jones, you're like, yo, I'll never have this chance again. We were thinking about him. He should do that with Sean Payton last year. And I think Jim Harbaugh is a better coach than Sean Payton. He know how to lead a team. That's why. And that's the only reason it's, why, because Jim Harbaugh is out there, that he has to win this game. Listen, Ooh. I like Jim Harbaugh, but the way you talk about him is almost as if we're talking about you know, a generational talent guy coming out. He is. I, Three I, NFC championships I, 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 and a Super Bowl, by the way, if you were wondering. What is it? Three <laughs> NFC championships and a Super Bowl. I mean, that is and legendary. He's right. Mm-hmm. Like, you win at Stanford, <laughs> you win, you know, he struggled at Michigan. Let's say, okay, he, he but, won but, this year. Yeah, he, got he got him it back over right. The, okay, he got it right. Uh-huh. He got it right. And I do believe he's an NFL guy, but I don't, 
I'm not putting him on the pedestal, high on the pedestal the way you are. What? I don't think he's that. Like you talk about the next ten years. Yes, I mean, would you stay with McCarthy instead of even taking that chance with uh, Jim Harbaugh, being that you know his track record? What has McCarthy okay. done to make you say? I'm going to stick with him and miss out, which I think what, is a generational talent head coach. Think of, look, look, hold on. First off, what, 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 what's the name of the game? Like, what are we here to do? Win a Super Bowl. Yeah, win. Win. Win a Super Bowl. Win a Super opportunity. Let's go to the standings here. The Dallas Cowboys won the division. They're 12 and 5. They have one of the best. Matter. Let's go in the dude, but if they, they have lose. the second best. They have the second the second best record. Well, third, like they're tied with the second best record in the NFL. They're tied with the San Francisco 49ers, the, D, the Detroit Lions at 12 and 5. So there's three teams at 12 and 5, one team sitting at 13 and 4, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. Like, what are we talking about here? A championship. They win that matter they lose the first playoff game. It does because it look, look, think about it. Think about it. All right, we can say the same with Coach McVay and the the Rams. They won one, but are you guys gonna get win another one? Even Sean Payton, like Sean Payton, he won one Super Bowl in his entire career. Why is he still up for these? Why did he get this Denver Broncos job? This Denver Broncos job. Why is he well sought after? To me, I'm looking at yes, we want the Dallas Cowboys to win a Super Bowl, or not we, but like that's the conversation around the Cowboys every single year. But all you want is an opportunity. There's not a better opportunity. They're sitting at 12 and 5. Now, if he goes out there, and this conversation's a lot like we just had about the like uh, Tua. Mm-hmm. Like if he goes out there and he lose the game, now we can talk about it. But if he goes out there and Dak Prescott throws three interception or – Michael Parson jumps off sides three times in critical moments, and he's the reason why they lose the game. Then why does Coach McCarthy need to be the fall guy? I still say because Dallas have been suffering with penalties all year. Like it still comes from the top down. You mentioned Sean McVay; <clears throat> he just got in this thing. He had a Super Bowl appearance and he won one. Yep. Like at least he's making runs. Like, but he can be the next Coach McCarthy. So he, Coach McCarthy, won like what you said, Nikki, and, and when you teed us up here. Mm-hmm. He won in – Jerry Jones said, well, he won in Green Bay, and now he can he do it. One. I believe he, he can do it here. Okay, so that was with... years ago. So Coach McVay could be the say... next guy where he won one, but how long is it going to take the Rams to get back to that position? Bro, the Rams went to the Super Bowl, lost against – who was it, Brady? No, 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 it wasn't Brady when they came back. Who, who did the Rams lose to? I think it might have been it Tom Chiefs? Brady. Was it the Chiefs? The no, no, one? it was Tom Brady when Brady came back from that – uh, Suspension? that deficit? No, remember? No, the twenty-eight to three. That was Atlanta. That was Atlanta. That was Atlanta twenty-three. But the first, the Rams. Uh, McVay went with golf, and they didn't win. And then he just won it recently. Correct. Right. Correct. That's a two-time Super Bowl trip within a span of four years. Like I'll take that if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. Right. You talking about McCarthy, who haven't been in like what fifteen? You might as well say. Gary Kubiak can come in. McVay lost to Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So he lost to Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, you can't crown Mm -hmm. McCarthy for winning that one when they was loaded with all those guys in Green Bay. All right, let me me put it this way. You know, I like, sorry to interrupt you. You know, Nikki, welcome to the show. (laughs) Nikki Blades here, uh, guest host. Mm -hmm. Over the next couple of weeks, couple of months, we will be uh, testing multiple people and figuring out, like, where we want to go. It's a blank canvas for us. Um, Nikki, every so often on the show, um, I'll go out and I'll put together like 
you know, these uh, B, what would you call them? Like the stories that I tell to try to make my point, like it's not scenarios, but uh, talking about real estate. We're talking about relationships. I don't know. I just say you're going on your rants. Like, okay, okay. So, I'm so going on the rants. You rant. like to rant yeah. occasionally. Yeah. All right. So, so, so. <laughs> he so, hit sometime now. Sometimes I'll be I, like, I, I, hey, I wait good. for it to come back. Yeah. The last five okay. or six I've been hitting, and I think I'm going to hit here. Okay. okay. Analogies. So, we're talking about what right now? Uh, what happens? McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy. McCarthy. Right. What happens if yeah. he doesn't win? Okay. What, what position is he about to be in? Okay. So, this is what made me come up with this new rant. Our producer, Did Brian, texts in a group. He says, hasn't McCarthy proven he is the best option for Dak? Let's go to relationships. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> Let's say, Andrew, you're a chick today. Okay. <laughs> Andrew woohoo. Super attractive. Beautiful. We meet. We go on a date. You're what's best for me. Oh, it's my world, the energy, the alignment, the connection. Like we just, we see the world the right, the same way. It's a great relationship. It works. That's Coach McCarthy. Now, me and Andrew, we're walking down the street. No, let's go in the mall. It's a lot of motion, a lot of action. My eyes get big. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's smart and beautiful. She's smart, beautiful, and got her own bag. Now let me go try that out. You go over there. B, the grass ain't always greener. A lot of beautiful women out there, but just focus on what you got. So now you got Dak Prescott sitting here playing some of his greatest ball. He's probably going to win. No, he, he'll probably be second to Lamar Jackson in MVP. He was going to win it until Lamar went crazy the last three games. So now you got Jim Harbaugh out there, your guy, generational guy, guy. the guy. best coach that we were going to see in 10 years. The girl walking around Sweet. that's smart, so, pretty, got a, mm -hmm. got a big bag, got I'm, a degree, mm. but, she, but she got it, but she's really up there. So now, now Dak Prescott, Jerry Jones fires Coach McCarthy, they, and he goes to get the new girl. Okay, so if you're using the same scenarios, somebody well, messes up. First off, up. before we even go Who there, up? is it a good scenario? Yeah, it's a great scenario. Thank you. It makes ah, sense. No, yes, it is. No, yes, but it, it is. But look, look, it I makes sense. Like, but you gotta. But you also have to talk about what happens if you mess up. Hold on. So because that's back. the let's scenario. Stay, what, we're the... talking about if McCarthy loses, what happens next? Okay. So, so what type of losing? Did he cheat on his? Did he cheat on no, Dak Prescott? No, no, no. Hold no, on. Me... Hold on. No, let's stay <laughs> in relationships. Did he cheat on? So uh, it's, so uh, it's on, how you lose. Is it's what? how you lose. But did he forget to bring home? Uh, for, did he forget to do the, the honey-do list? Did he forget to bring home milk? Like, come on, those are things, those are mistakes that we talk through, we get over. Now, if he goes out there and he cheats on Dak Prescott by calling a terrible game, now we can say, I need to go explore other options. You're looking at it the wrong way, right? It's all about levels. But was it a good scenario before we get into... Mm, it depends come on, on B, don't be a... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. It's, 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 it's all about levels, right? Yeah. It's levels to this. Me told you. Um, you can have a great high school girlfriend. 
She can be great for you in high school, okay, right? Okay. Everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. You walked into class. She kind of brought you little snacks before you went to class. Yep. Like, wore your jersey at the football games. It was great. That was dope. Where you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that was it good. It was great yeah. for yeah. you. Yeah. But when you can upgrade to a different level Ooh. and you're grown and you have a wife, when you're playing in the league, it's a different like playing field with high school and a professional level. You need somebody to go cook, take care of the kids. Like, you might have a boss that's bringing in the bag just like you. Somebody that just won't Somebody that's going to elevate okay. you. Jim Harbaugh is that person. He elevated every place he went to. He had Andrew Luck at Stanford, right? He had Alex Smith. Upgraded him. Colin Kaepernick took him to a Super Bowl. Went to Michigan. He has J.J. McCarthy. He won a championship with J.J. McCarthy beating Alabama and outplayed Penix, okay. who's going to be a first-rounder. Like, he's the guy or oh, he's the girl, he's the Beyonce. He's going to he elevate said, every He's going to upgrade every relationship he goes to. So he's Beyonce. He's Beyonce. Hey, mm. I know my you know, high but you know who babe, McCarthy is? Who? For Dak for Dak Prescott. No, he's the high school one. He's he's no. he's great for that moment. He's Taylor Swift. He's Taylor no. Swift to for uh Dak Prescott. Not. Cuz Beyonce's Beyonce. He's great for the moment. But the top Woo! grossing artist and uh uh revenue generator for from a tour standpoint. They both went out there head to head. I just, I just, and Taylor it. Swift was the one that 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 outgrossed leave, Beyonce. Leave no. Taylor alone. We're not talking about her today. But I'm saying, what I'm saying, I hear what I hear. I hear has flaws. What's his flaws? They're twelve. He can't and five. manage a game. They're twelve and five in the playoffs. He can't manage a game. That's why they kicked him out of Green Bay because when you should <laughs> put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands on third and four and third and three, like they divorced him. Like, bro, you ain't doing you your go. job. You, you ain't go. taking care of the kids. Like you trying right. to be in the club. Like, no, Jim Harbaugh is gonna do all the above exceptional. Ooh, That's why you. Bring right. So you did like my dating scenario. Yeah, because you played all of it. Okay, then. So don't hate. All right, he, look, he just had to get something in there. All he right. just like give me some credit. All right, let's move on. Now the last game of the wild card weekend is also maybe the most interesting one. So the crashing Eagles face of Baker's Bucks in Tampa. All eyes are have been on Jalen Hurts after he injured his finger on his throwing hand last week. And speaking of Hurts, Emmanuel Acho and others have started criticizing the quarterback, implying that Hurts needs a Pro Bowl talent around him in order to be able to perform. Is that fair criticism of Hurts? Mm. I don't think it's fair. Like what quarterback will be productive without a Pro Bowl cast around him. Like, Mahomes yeah. always had Kelsey. Like, everywhere you go, even Josh Allen have digs. Like, it's no quarterback that was successful without yes. – even Brady. Like, you can say maybe that one year with Brady. Peyton like, Manning, he, Marvin yeah, Peyton Harrison, Manning, Marvin Reggie Harrison, Wayne, Pierre Clark. Garçon came in right after that. Edge. Like, even, <laughs> even Tom Brady, he did have Randy. He did have Wes Welker. Julia Edelman is so underrated. Like – Everybody had a Pro Bowl caliber guy around them. Like, yeah. that's what a quarterback needs to be successful. If you don't have that, like, nah. Mm -hmm. I, I like Emmanuel uh, Acho. Like, I, that's, I like him. I like his brother, yeah. too, Sam, too. Great guys, work hard. They know, they obviously know the game because they played the game. Um, this is hypocrisy. And it's not just okay. coming from them, but it's just like how we look at uh, a lot of our athletes and even in different sports. We keep saying that there's no I in team, 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 team. But in a situation like this with Jalen Hurts, now we're saying, oh, no, you are the I. You are the individual that's supposed to be the reason why this team does X, Y, and Z. Right. And, and to Brandon's point, it's about team. And you look at all the greats, some of the greatest. Let's talk, talk about the top two greatest quarterbacks, Tom Brady and also Joe Montana. 
Joe Montana had Jerry Rice. He had a team. He had so many dogs. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady had dogs. And keep, people keep saying, like, oh, Tom Brady, you know, he, he played with scraps. No, he did nah. not. No, he did not. Had talent all across the board and even at the coaching uh, position uh, and also from management standpoint. So, Jalen Hurts, this is what we want. What we've seen, what we've seen over the last two years – this is what every organization is striving uh, to become and operate in. Our general manager, our president, um, Howie, phenomenal executive of the year. He goes out there. He puts a head coach in position, right? He does a phenomenal job. The coaches are really good. Then they go out there and they got the players. Right. Comp- they, they play complementary football and they're balanced and they have depth. Yeah. Right? Defense, offense, special team. Isn't that what we're all trying to strive to be? So, of course, like, yeah, Jalen Hurts being in that, he's going to be able to operate at a high level. I think the problem with that they're having now is that, you know, they're trying to they, – they were exposed, and they haven't had the time to adjust to them being exposed. Mm-hmm. And that changes how they operate on offense. And so that's the problem. But Jalen Hurts – his talent is not his superpower is not Tom Brady's or uh, Peyton Manning's or Lamar Jackson where they're you're gonna go out and he's gonna take over a game. He's a, one. He's an exceptional leader. He's super consistent and people love to follow. And he's gonna make his plays. And we quick to judge in the moment, right? <coughs> he having a off year to mm-hmm. his standards, mm-hmm. right? With all the interceptions, but we have to remember Shane Steichen. He's the head coach of the. Indianapolis coach right now. He's one of those coaches like Andy Reid McVay, where he's schematically going to get guys open to get them the ball. Right. Now you're telling Jalen just to force it. We go run our offense and just force it in there, right? It's a different type of offense for him right now. I don't see this offensive coordinator being there after this year because they're going to try to go to someone more innovative because that's how Jalen is successful. So, like, let's give it time, right? They're still in the playoffs. They still almost won a division. Um, I don't think they'll be able to turn it on and make a run in the playoffs, but that don't discredit Jalen as a player, the player that he is. Mm. Yeah, and that's where, to your point, the interception, I know we got to move on, but he has 23 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, right? And because he's been asked to do more, he's pressing a little bit, that he's taking more chances, and so you see <clears throat> the interceptions going up. But <clears throat> Jalen Hurts right now, I'm looking at the NFL player passing stats uh, from this season, and I'm looking at yards right now, focused on yards. He's sitting here with 3,858 yards. That put him at 14th on this list. Isn't that from like a, a uh, from a statistic standpoint? Isn't this what we expect from him? Now, you know, coming into this year. Is he top five? Is he top ten quarterback? Absolutely. But we're talking about when when you think about Jalen Hurts, you're not expecting Jalen Hurts to put up numbers like uh, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or mm-hmm. Josh Allen or uh, a Joe Burrow. You're not expecting that. You're expecting a dude that's just balanced. Just be efficient. Efficient, consistent. Yeah. Well, you know, we are talking about quarterbacks, and now that the season is over for 16 NFL teams, many of them are looking for new QBs in 2024. So let's play a game and predict who will be the QB1 for the following teams. Patriots. Who's it going to be? <clears throat> be how you want to do this. You want to do it uh, 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 together? <clears throat> or you want to do, do it together? All right, bet. I like what you said yesterday, B. What I'm seeing here with the Patriots, I'm seeing a veteran. 
I'm seeing him keeping Bill Belichick. I don't think he has time or even the capacity to develop another younger youngin. I think he goes get Kirk Cousins. How you like that? Jimmy G. He's coming back. Jimmy G. <clears throat> He's a patriot. He's been there before. He understand the culture. Like he the want, Patriots and, 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 and Belichick him. wanted him. He wanted yeah. to get rid of Brady for him. Exactly. So I'm going Jimmy G. All right. Well, well, well can, oh. can, let me let me align with him first, like because I said Kirk Cousins. You know, look. Uh, when you think about the relationship between Jimmy G, Josh McDaniels, who could potentially be back in that mm-hmm. organization if Bill Belichick stays, and Bill Belichick and Jimmy G. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. I don't love it, but, you know, there's more teams. We can place Jimmy G back on the Patriots. All right. The Raiders. Kind of plan I right now. So they won't bring a vet in, mm-hmm. but I think they go young. Just in case the young guy doesn't pan out, then they can go back to O'Connell. And I'm saying they keep AP as a head coach, and he bring in Michael Penix. Michael Penix would drop in the draft a little bit. He'll be there for the so? Raiders. I think the Raiders pulled a trigger on him in Vegas. So I agree with you uh, there that they don't go vet, right? Like this is a team that's going to have – I wouldn't call them – they're in a rebuild. I think they keep their uh, interim head coach. He's done a phenomenal job. I think he's earned uh, the job. Um, <clears throat> and so they're not pressed to go win it now, but they are pressed to win. I think they're losing Devontae uh, Adams. He's out of there. And, and so now you can go young. Aiden O'Connell, we've been talking about Pepsi, uh, rookie of the weeks. He's been on our list since he's taken over like every single week. And um, I think picking at 13, you see who's sitting there. So you say Penix? I'm saying they go Penix. <clears throat> that could that could happen. I, I I'll, I'll say that. I, I, you think he's going to drop to 13, though? For sure. Well, what about Fields? I don't like Fields in this situation. If I'm Fields, I say no. Yeah, I say no, too. Okay. Especially yeah. if Devontae leaving. If Devontae Correct. stays, if da- Devontae stays then, different story. yeah, I can, I can rock with it. Yes. Especially with AP yeah. as the head coach. Like, yeah. Because it's a lot like Caleb Williams is t- uh, from USC, how he's thinking through things. It's what uh, Eli Manning and the Mannings did when he was coming out in the draft in 2002, whatever that year was. It was like, yo, I want to be set up for success. Mm-hmm. I like this coach, but I don't like this organization, right? So if I'm Justin Fields, I'm thinking about like stable, like like a stable, stable, stableness and ownership. And Are you the head that coach young? What are you thinking about? I'm gonna be in Vegas, and I'm gonna be young and no state tax. Like no. he said, I, no state tax. No, bro. I think, <laughs> I think I think I think LeBron and the decision yeah. in 2010 kind of change how we think and approach like a lot of us uh approaches like business man is like sitting down and looking at all of it is like yo i want yes that matters lifestyle city mm-hmm. you know what i mean family but then you're also looking at winning and you're also looking at money in my bag and so like you're you're playing a game and you're trying to figure out like where are the priorities there quarterback they got to think like that now like all of us should be thinking that way but that quarterback position, come on, they know we've seen so many guys come and go uh, because they didn't, they weren't in the right situation, the right system. Okay. So, all right, let's move so on. So, right now we got the Patriots. We have who? We got Patriots, Raiders, and now we're moving on to the Giants. And so, the Patriots, we said uh, Jimmy I said G. Jimmy G. You said Kirk. But we're okay. going to go with Jimmy G. Raiders, we're going with Penix Jr. Mm-hmm. All right. 
<laughs> I, I'm not gonna have my list and you have your list. We gotta no, we're together. Oh, y'all. Oh, we gotta agree. Y'all are a unit. Y'all are not. You beginning? did. Oh, okay. You yes. did. And he my said, fault. "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> All right. All right. I misunderstood it. Okay, you on the same page now? Yeah. Okay. Good. The Giants. This is why I say Kirk Cousins go. I vet, agree. I like vet that. coming in. You know what you're getting out of Kirk. Um, I think Dayball is gonna love. Like Kirk, just the way he approaches the game, even kill. Right. The Giants fans are used to an even kill, Eli. Like not too up, not yeah. too down. Like he fits them perfectly. That's right. And I think he can get everything out of Kirk. And they're in a position now where it's like almost like we want to win right now. Mm-hmm. Ownership is damn near. They're thirsty. They're thoughts. <laughs> they're thirsty. They eight to four for a win. Like come on, right? Even this uh, fan base. Like high expectations, and Kurt is a guy that can come in and you put the right pieces around you him. Got the number six pick. You That's can go right. get him a weapon if you want to. That's right. Could, could Marvin Harrison Jr. be sitting there? Could he? I mean, that'd be a slide. That L- might be a not, slide LSU for him. Still six. got two guys that can be a number one receiver. Yeah, they need so, a yeah. they need a playmaker there, and I bring Saquon Barkley. So I like that pick, Nikki. Um, I like Kirk Cousins with okay. the Giants. I like the I like that. Okay, we locking that one in. We're locking it in. Now let's go over to the Commanders. Who are you both going with? It's easy for me, B. Okay. No, don't do it because you know what. Go do ahead. It. I know where he's going. Do it, Caleb Williams. Oh, you're going Caleb Williams. We got here. a number two pick in the draft. The Commanders had a number two pick okay. in the draft. I thought you were going to say Russell Wilson. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah. Uh, they're going to have a new head coach. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a new coordinator. They're going to want to bring in their quarterback who they can grow with, right? Who, can, who they can start from scratch with. Who's ever there, or even if they give Eric Bieniemy the job. He's like, I want to handpick my guy, Kayla Williams. They, he's going to be there because I anticipate the Bears sticking with uh, Justin Fields at that number one spot. Yeah. So I think they go Kayla Williams at number two. And, and, and potentially uh, sticking with uh, Justin Fields because Caleb came out and said, I don't want to play for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. You know, he's thinking like high level here. But Caleb mm-hmm. fit the NFC East with Dak and Jalen and like you got I, Caleb Williams and I know, like DC. it, but where is he at? He's in LA, right? Southern Cal. Who else is in Southern Cal? And I'm like, thinking from a business perspective, like, they're trying to set up everything. They even asked for ownership, which is ridiculous. Nah, he's tripping. Remember, <laughs> you remember that? He asked, like, ah, oh, wherever team I go, I, I want equity. I want yeah. ownership. Ooh. Like, what? Marijuana legal out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, so that's how he's thinking. So it's going to take some whining and dining. It's going to take some conversation. So he's in Southern Cal. Who else is in Southern Cal? Magic Johnson. Okay. Magic Johnson is a minority owner for the Washington Commanders. So if they haven't already sat down and broken bread, mm-hmm. I can see that happening and him like, yo, let's make this happen. Let's let's go, let's turn this organization around. You're gonna be a part of us taking uh the 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 Washington Commanders, maybe even changing their name. You're gonna be a part of that process. Ooh. Are we gonna continue to be the commanders? How do we get the stadium back to DC, right? Oh head coach. What's up? Blank canvas. Yeah, blank canvas. Who, who do you want? Yeah. yeah. Nah, he don't got that I like jug. It. You ain't giving no rookie that jug. To <laughs> I'm stay saying you want to. Yeah, I'm saying you might. You, you look. You Can know the game. Cool hey, let's let's, let's, let's act like let's let's let let's let make him feel yeah, like make he got it. Like he got it. Right. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, I feel you. Because that is enticing. Yes. Sit down with that. You're like, what? I gotta say in the billionaire that came from sports. Like, let's go. Right. And then you know he big business. So Magic Johnson's like, look, yo, this owner, this dude's worth 
15 billion. We got deals all over the place. We're going to make sure you're involved. And you know me. I'm magic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got you too, bro. You're going to make more money off the field than you do on the exactly. field with us. Ooh, okay, so you agree? I like that. Yeah. Okay, we're going to I like that. that. Can we, we're, yeah, this is good. I like this. <laughs> I, I'm I want to see a carousel. Brian, like let's do this. Let's put a carousel together. It's like the I am athlete paper route, you know, quarterback. Picks. Yeah, well, yeah. However we word it. There we go. All right. Now the Bears. We got the Bears. Who do you want to see as a QB? Justin Fields for me. I think it's just like I can see, and even yesterday I talked about this, like I can see the Bears moving on. But there is like it's like the Eli Manning thing. If Caleb Williams is the guy, but Caleb Williams already said he don't want to be there, I don't think you force that. I, I just I just think you want to you want your guy to be in a quarterback where the, the I mean your quarterback in a city that's embracing him, excited. You don't want to start with the drama. You go out there, you double down on Justin Fields, you go get him a few dogs, and y'all will fin y'all will start next year off the way y'all finish strong. Five out of the last eight. I agree. Justin Fields here. And uh Chicago is in a great spot, right? Having that number one pick. Because they don't even have to keep saying that they wanna keep Justin Fields and he's the guy because the draft coming up, yeah. right? They want teams to kind of, or they can say, and that might entice teams to say, yo, we want to trade up. Like, we got to jump yeah. uh, the commanders to get Caleb Williams. Like, it could be the Giants, yep. right, mm. who's in their division, who want Caleb Williams. So, with them being at that number one spot, the Giants might say, like, yo, let's switch to number six. Marvin Harrison Jr. might still be there. We'll give you another this or that, you know. So, they're in a great spot. Keep Justin Fields. Show them you love them. Make teams know that, yo, you open a – trading out of that number one pick now i got three more teams on this list next we got the steelers let's ride let's ride <laughs> uh you know russell wilson coach tomlin i like that um coach tomlin he has a vision in place uh he has a he has a he has a brand of football that they've been playing uh implementing for what 16 17 years mm -hmm. that's you know that blitz that uh that that three four uh zone blitz defense and they want to have a balanced attack they want to run the ball and they want to take shots you think about big ben you talked about big ben earlier b think about russell wilson when he was at his best it was what they had a great defense and they had marshall lynch they had a great running game and he was dynamic extending plays and creating and getting outside the pocket he'll be able to do that there I love that young receiver that they have. I see Russell Wilson and Mike Tomlin being a perfect, perfect, perfect marriage. I agree. Um, mm, look at you that guys is, on the same That page. is the perfect marriage. I just wonder if Mike Tomlin, the Rooney family, would take that quarterback hit, mm -hmm. right? Because you don't know exactly what you're getting with Russ, right? Even with him being benched, like that hurt. Like his stock, his what well, not his draft stock, but just his stock as a player. So... I just don't know if the Rooney family is saying, hey, we've seen enough in Russ this yeah. year. We're going to pay him that hundred and whatever to come in to see if it's going to work out. I don't think they're in that place right now, but if they did go, I'd like to see Russ. See, see here's Russ. the interesting thing about this uh, potential partnership marriage. One, you're right. This will be uncharacteristic of the Stillers, the Rooney family, to go make a, a move like this. But think about it. We're celebrating Coach Tomlin. Uh, really, it's just like for being like just good, but not great. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I, he's great. 
right, because of the sustained success. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, we're talking about there's – who 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 has more Super Bowls than the Pittsburgh Steelers? Can we look that up? Like they're uh, I think pre- they're tied with they're t- the no the Patriots the Patriots and I think the Steelers and yeah okay okay yeah, okay oh, the Patriots and the Steelers tied so, okay what is it Patriots and Steelers with how many Super Bowls how six. many championships six six, six apiece yeah. right Cowboys and 49ers have five each. Mm. Have five each, right? So, like, that's the standard is Super Bowl. And it's like we haven't been there or we haven't won since, what, 2006, 2007. I say we because I'm from Pittsburgh, right? And so how long are we going to just embrace just, like, mediocrity in average? 2008, that's when they won it last. That was uh, Jerome Bettis in Detroit um, went home, coming home party. So, like, I, I think they have to go make this move. I th- Some move. They can't, just, they can't just stay the same. They can't. Are we going to win a Super Bowl or not? Or is that the, is that the, is that the standard or not? They got to make this you move. You had a roster. You had a receivers. You had a running back. Mika right. on the back end. Maybe they can bring in another corner. But you got TJ getting pressure. Like, they have the roster. That's the only position they missing. And then also you brought up the money thing. Remember, Russell Wilson's in a, a position where he can double dip. They mm. got, they cut him. They owe him forty something million, huge cap hit oh, to the Denver him, Broncos. Cool. You give him your own contract. You're right, but he can then go to another team. This is the yeah. double dipping where he goes to another team. He takes the forty five something, whatever it is, from the Denver Broncos, and then a new team can pay him another forty five. Or if Russell Wilson wants to be a nice guy, which I don't think he should be a nice guy, he can go out there and say, "I'll play for twenty. Yeah. I play for twenty five. Yeah, so it can work out. Just them uh-huh. sitting down and just figuring out what's the priority. Now let's head over to Atlanta, the Falcons. Who do you guys want to see over there? We said Justin Fields in uh, Chicago, but it would be cool to see Justin Fields. You said Atlanta, right? Yes. So it would be cool there, but he's off the board. I'm gonna lean on Brandon here, like Brandon. Uh, Flowers, what, what you what you thinking here? I'm a I'm gonna go with a guy who's not on anybody's radar really, and he just had a hell of a season, and outplayed a lot of these guys who we thinking to be franchise quarterbacks. The suspense, <laughs> the suspense. Like, what is he about to say? Who is he about to say? That's I'm gonna go with Jaden Daniels out of LSU. Oh, interesting. Nobody's talking about him getting drafted anywhere in the first round. We're talking about Michael Penick, mm. Drake May, who I think is just going to be regular, Caleb Williams, but you don't hear about Jordan Daniels, and his stats was like blowing airs out of the water. He's a guy that had 2,000-yard receivers at LSU. Like mm. He spreaded the ball around. He can make plays with his feet. We're just talking about Lamar being in Atlanta and how they – I said they'll be contenders. You said they'll go to the playoffs, but he can make plays with his feet, mm. right? Jaden Daniels is the guy right here. You don't have to have a sold-up offensive line because he can get, can get out of the pocket. He can make every throw. He got a great tight end in Kyle Pitts as a safety blanket. That's what you input him at. Interesting. Uh, Nick, why'd you – are we going to talk about Heisman the Broncos or you didn't want to talk about Jay the Broncos? Daniels. Oh, no. I was going to save that for last. Are you going to save that for last? All right. Thank you for saving that for last. This is interesting. Um Watch what I do here. <laughs> this guy uh, could potentially be the next Geno Smith. Do you want a Geno they Smith? They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. 
no, you bring this guy in for the Broncos, but then you also go in the oh, draft. So, no, wait. We're not at Atlanta no more. You ain't going to give me your Atlanta one? We no, I'm, I agree with you. Oh, okay, Jay. I'm right with you. Atlanta was a hard one for yeah, me. Yeah, okay, he threw okay, his okay. hands up and said, no, this is all you. He didn't want nothing to do with that one. Yeah, I knew you are a college guy. I knew you were going to go in the draft. You're stronger than me, right? So you got to learn how to defer. All right. Um, Really quickly before I – let me see something here. Brandon Marshall here. That's what I do whenever I got a whole space. Like Brandon Marshall here, Brandon Flowers, <laughs> like Nikki Blades, this. Faction Talk Channel 103, Series XM. Um, just bear with me here. Sorry. Oh, you doing some research? Yeah, really quickly. So we're but, but go ahead. No, I was going to say, I saved the Broncos for last. I, I, I had a feeling. Since you let B Flowers over here just mm-hmm. take over on the last one. You know that Brandon is about to come with some crazy story, some weird scenario, and he's doing <laughs> research right now as we speak. So, Brandon, who do you want over in Denver? Okay. Who do I want in Denver? Yeah. I want Jameis Winston. Okay. Sean Payton brought him from Tampa a divisional rival. So he saw him year after year after year, twice a year. Brought him in. Jameis was able to not only learn from Peyton, but also Drew Brees. He understands his system. That was an interesting pickup for the Saints, and it was a good one. But then Michael Thomas went down, and they didn't have the pieces around. Alvin Kamara was banged up, et cetera, et cetera. They let go of Ingram offensively when Jameis was ready to take over. I, went, I don't think it was a sh- the same team. But it was, it was a smart move for Coach Payton because Drew Brees was limited. He couldn't throw the ball past 30 yards. Jameis could make those throws and then some. They were missing out on opportunities because they couldn't get it down the field. Now, the question was, will Jameis Winston clean up his picks and clean up his act there? Because before he got to the Saints, he was 30 for 30. What does that mean? This dude literally had... 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Can we please double check that, fact check that for me? Jameis Winston's last year in Tampa. That's a big deal, and I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it was mm. close to it. So I say that because, what was it? 33 TDs, 30 interceptions. 33 TDs, 30 interceptions. That's unheard of. That's insane. So, so, so here's my thing. like, We don't know what we're getting in a draft. And I don't even know where the Denver Broncos is picking, like what kind of draft capital they have because they gave up everything to get Russell Wilson. So you got to go get a veteran. So you go get a dude that knows your system. So, boom, you bring in Jameis Winston, and then you go find a younger quarterback in a draft or somewhere that could potentially become the face of the franchise down the road. What do you think? Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Like, we agreed on all these. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 17, eight teams on the board, B. We agree. Nice little partnership here. We're going to get to the last team. Are you going to disagree with me or are you going to agree with me? I what mean, his it? whole posture just changed. Yeah. He's, he's, a de- he's right. definitely about to disagree with you. You yeah, think I'm so? Disagreeing yeah. Out. What? Yeah, you could tell the moment like, he did this. He said, hold on. You do recall when Jameis went to New Orleans. Like, they still throw Taysom Hill in before him, right? Like, Sean Payton, like, yo, I brought Jameis in, but he go drive me crazy if I had him for a whole season. <laughs> so I don't think Sean Payton, after letting Russ go, would bring in Jameis. Like, even at what Jameis did at the end of the season this year, like, he you know that's classic Jameis. 
So that can't be the guy that he go bring in to save his job. Because whoever this next quarterback that come in had to save his job, right? This has to be the guy. So I think they go young. I think they go Drake May, even though I don't think he's going to be that guy. But a lot of experts got him being a top five At 13. Pick. So they're picking at 13 in Denver Broncos? Yeah, like <clears throat> if Drake May can slip to them, they'll get him in a heartbeat. A lot of guys saying Drake May might be the best quarterback in this draft. A lot of them say the commanders might trade up to the number one pick and surprise everybody and don't go Caleb and get Drake May, right? He can make all the throws. I still think he's a guy, but Sean Payton's going to say – He's going to do everything I say. He can make all the throws on the field. Like, I want a guy that I can control. Mm -hmm. I don't want a guy that's going to think he's that, like in the Caleb Williams, where it's like, yo, let me do me. Like, let me do what I did in college. Like, I'm the guy. He want a guy that's going to be happy to be there and respect him as being a great head coach and just do exactly what I say. Make all the throws that I tell you to make. All the checks that I tell you to make in the meeting room. Do that. So we agree. We compliment each other well. So why would you do all of that? Why'd no, you, you, you just said Jameis. Remember what, we, what did I say? What did I say? I say you go get a vet and then you go get a, a younger dude that okay. you can develop and right, take so over. So you go so get Jameis. He's the Geno Smith. They wrote me off, but I but I didn't write back. And then if, the, if he's started, sitting there at 13, potentially, potentially for uh, five, six games, like you don't have to force okay, it. Okay, I can see that. Or, see or that. you know what I'm saying? I can see that. No, 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 I can see that. All right, so final yeah. answer on this one, guys. We, it's both. So agreed? Both. Done? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna have to, yeah, you're going to go get Drake. two quarterbacks. Okay, yeah. so we're going to have to see that list. Someone's going to have to put this list of 2024 quarterbacks together to see if any of these come true. We love you might have a GM job coming up. Yeah, yeah that was good. <laughs> for sure. For sure. We're on point. <laughs> but it is time to move on. Brandon, this Yo is you. Yo, rookie! Yep. Yo, rookie! Yo, rookie! Change the back screen. Watch this. Watch this switch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This is Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week. This is week 18. So this means this is our final and our last segment on Yo Rookie. We spent all year sitting down with some of the coolest, youngest players in the NFL. Some guys like B. John Robinson. He made the list damn near every single week. I think it was. Every single mm -hmm. week, mm. his name was on this list. Uh, C.J. Stroud, outside of when he was in concussion protocol and dealing with a concussion, he was on the list every single week after, like, week two, week three. Puka Nakua, we thought it was he was a one-hit wonder. We thought he was a flash guy. <laughs> he came in, and he should be rookie of the year. I'm going to say it right now. I'm not even going to wait. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we thought he was a one-hit wonder, but he did something that's never been done before. He, he clips Randy Moss, Justin Jefferson, OBJ as the, the having the best rookie campaign at the wide receiver position. So this is your rookie. Uh, this is our last one. Um, we sat down with some dogs uh, yesterday, two guys to mm -hmm. be exact. And here are our, your rookie, Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week nominees. Aiden O'Connell is a guy that we talked about earlier in our show. C.J. Stroud, we always talk about him. B.J. Robinson. We got Tajay uh, Spears. We got uh, uh, D. Wicks. Yep, I said D. Wicks. And you got Jordan <laughs> Battle. So, Jordan Battle, you still have time to go out there and vote. Um, this is the last one. Cast your vote right there at uh, the Pepsi Zero Sugar uh, landing page. So, 
Uh, when you look at some of these guys, B, really quickly, I'm going to read this. C.J. Stroud had another big one, 264 yards passing and two TDs. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, 244 yards. He, since he's taken over as the guy when they said, okay, we're going to move on from, we're going to fire Josh McDaniels, we're going to move on from Jimmy G. Like, he was, he's been a guy that come, that's, can't come in as a young dude, as a rookie, and he's been on his list every single week. So that's interesting. The Packers wide receivers, that was a big conversation this year. Like these are – we've had both of their young wide receivers, you know, make this list throughout the year. And so like Jordan Love, who is he going to be able to throw to? And so to see these young guys uh, emerge is special. And they have a big game, uh, playoff game uh, this week. So this th- these are our Pepsi Zero Sugar uh, rookie – nominees please cast your votes do you have any last words or parting thoughts on our rookies i do i'll say cj cj stroud should be rookie of the year he should win this award we don't give it to him all the time because he's up here every week he would have been the most passing he would have eclipsed the title for most passing yards of a rookie if he wouldn't have got hurt he missed it by like 270 yards and he missed like three games so if he'd have just do for like 80 yards in each of those three games, he would have won it. Right, he would have right. the title that you said somebody should break. To oh, see, win wait, wait, this would have, so. could have, should have. If <laughs> if was a fifth, let me stop. <laughs> My rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud. All right, well, look, you jumping the gun here. So so Nikki, we've been uh, sitting down um, with our rookies all year. Shout out to Pepsi and the NFL for giving us this opportunity. Um, to really highlight, you know, our rookies mm-hmm. and the rookies of the week leading up to the rookie of the year. Um, I mean, to, to have a young platform to in, in this position and partnering with one of the greatest brands out there and like a Pepsi, that's a big deal. So we appreciate, I appreciate you, NFL, and everybody that was behind this and also the Pepsi team and our team, the Allies of the World, um, Nagin, Bonnie, um, Andrew, BC, everyone that's just done a phenomenal job of pushing this uh, segment forward. Lindsay booking people and Kelly. So great job there. But before we wrap, and I may come back to this who's going to win rookie of the year question, because it's our last one, I have a few questions. Can we do that? Or why don't you tee us up? You want to tee us up or should I tee no, us up? No, go ahead. This is, this is all, all right, you. You guys go. been doing it all year. So First question, who deserves – Rookie of the week for week 18, B. Can we throw that list back up there? Oh, you don't have to throw it up for me. Yeah. C.J. Stroud, he played at an MVP, MVP caliber quarterback game the way he came back, got these boys in the playoffs. The throws he made was insane with pressure in his face. Even if you go off by stats, he won. But if you just go by the eye test, he clearly walked away with it. I agree. Uh, C.J. Stroud had a phenomenal, phenomenal game under pressure and getting his team uh, in the playoffs. This is one of those games where it's like we win, we're in, and they did it. And so that was great. Um, Next up, which rookie is going to be the best weapon? So all the rookies, even the ones that's not even uh, a candidate uh, for this week, which rookie is going to be the best weapon? I'm going to say – Bijan Robinson. This is a dude that literally has been on their board and uh, uh, a nominee every single week, and he can do everything. You know, uh, when you th- look at him out the backfield as a pass catcher, 
he runs routes like wide receivers. He could be a number two wide receiver on some of these NFL teams. His hands are crazy. His moves are insane. And at the running back position, I don't even know what the comparison is, but the dude's vision, the dude's like power, like he has everything. There's nothing that he don't have in his bag. So Bijan Robinson is going to when we when it's all said and done, we look up ten years from now, fifteen years from now, we're gonna say out of this class, he was that ultimate weapon. Now I agree. It's gonna be Bijan Robinson. I think next year it's gonna be stated that he's the best running back in the league. Ooh. Um because of what you said, B. Like he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He get any little seam when he running a rock, like he's gonna break it and they stacking the box on them. Yep, like yep. they don't have a passing game to kind of even keep a defense honest. So when you do bring in a quarterback that can spread the ball around and they have to have a light box, like nah, he's gonna be that. All right, great. Like we got another one. Wait, Which, wait, wait, Brent. Great. Okay. I would let you could you know you could do this all day. There's so okay. many questions okay. asked, okay. but we do have to wrap it up. We gotta wrap it we up. We gotta wrap it up. All right, one last one. La one last one. One last one. I said you gotta wrap it up. He said no, no, no. What you mean? Cool questions, but the last one here is like because we always he's a defensive guy. Okay, so rapid fire. You gotta answer quick. Last one. I promise. Answer fast. Which rookie is going to be the best defender from this class? I say Jordan Battle, young man we had here. Now, he didn't start off the season as a starter, but I'm telling you, Alabama kid, well coached, got his head on straight, and his upside is tremendous. Man, we're agreeing a lot today. Um, I'll go with Jordan Battle. Just because of the division he's in, he's going to be needed to stop the run like he did this year. He studies tape. You can tell he studies film. Um, he's going to run on the back end. They're going to give him enough room in the defense schematically wise the Roman make plays so I agree with you there you have it remember to vote uh for the Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week yo rookie's been phenomenal all year shout out to the Pepsi team shout out to the NFL team shout out to all of the rookies that joined us this is yo rookie you go to nfl.com slash voting slash rookies this is the last time you can do it we love you and we will see you at the NFL Honors. We are, we are campaigning, myself and Brandon Flowers would love to hand Puka Nakua his... CJ Stroud. His <laughs> trophy. Yeah. <Just> cool. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Puka. <laughs> we love you. See y'all later. <laughs>